0: Nice. All right. You want to get started? I yeah,
1: man. Whenever you want. All
0: right. Welcome back to another episode of Brian's Podcast. Today, I'm joined with my guest, Charlie Pollack. Charlie, how would you like to in- introduce yourself to your audience?
1: Oh, man. My audience. That's a new one. Not much. My name is Charlie. I have known Brian for a few years now. We marched together um, at a group called United Percussion. Been good friends ever since. Uh, Brian's a great dude. So I'm introducing myself by just praising you because you deserve it. (laughs)
0: Thanks, dude. (laughs) I appreciate it. So what do you do as like a a day-to-day job? So
1: my day-to-day job is I work in the food business, but kind of the behind the scenes aspect of food production. I'm in quality control, quality assurance, which is essentially making sure that the Products say at my company, it's spices. We, uh, we manufacture spices. So anything from cinnamon to all kinds of peppers red pepper, black pepper, uh, cilantro, basil really anything you can think of as far as spices and what you on food uh, we manufacture in house. Um, and it's my job to make sure that all the products are getting out safely, they're made to our high quality and also the high quality of the customers that we're selling them to. And I test them. I do a lot of um, flavor analysis. I do a lot of sensory evaluation. I make sure that it looks right. (laughs) I'm not sending out, say, basil, oh, it's orange. No. (laughs) Um, I've I've definitely seen some things for sure. But yeah, it's it's really cool to be kind of hands on and have a big part in such a long kind of uh, food chain, if you will.
0: For sure. What's the most interesting part about it to you?
1: Hmm. It's really cool to kind of. Uh, develop my own kind of like palate like I can smell something and I'm like oh yeah that's black pepper that's cilantro that's allspice it's really cool to to, to kind of build myself up in that way I went to school for food science and I thought that was really cool because one I had no idea that was even a thing until probably like a week before I actually declared it my major <laughs> mm. <laughs> because I was I was pretty undeclared for a while I wasn't sure what I wanted to do I was I, I was obviously uh, thinking about music for a long time yeah I think about going to music at ed- um education. And I, I tried that up and I really um, kind of discovered that I wanted it as kind of like my side gig, just working with,
0: with yeah, my yeah. high school
1: marching bands, working with my professional groups, kind of like United. Right. Um, and it kind of have be the, uh, like just a really cool side gig, but I wanted something else to kind of do um, kind of outside of my comfort zone and kind of outside what I was um, kind of already used to. So going so studying food science, it's a lot of chemistry stuff, it's a lot of yeah learning about just food manufacturing, how just food works. It's literally just the science of food, which is really, really cool. <laughs> and I'm learning a ton and the connections that I'm making. It's kind of like banned in the way that like you know a lot of people within like yeah. the food industry, and like you'll That's always cool. know people everywhere. Like at my old job, I was doing sales, and then I went to my current job now. Um, doing food safety, and my coworker's wife hired someone who I used to sell to at like a totally different company. <laughs> it's a super small world.
0: That's cool, dude. Um, how did you it, get yeah. into it? Like, how did you find out about food science? Was there like a particular person or something?
1: So, filling out my gen eds in school, still kind of feeling out what I wanted to do, I took just a random food class because you had to have either like a nutrition class or something within that kind of realm. And I took it, I forget exactly what it was, but my professor he used to do like product development at like craft. So he would talk about a lot of different like um like, like different items he would he would work on. He would like with would flying would like like flying from Toronto. He would like it was really cool hearing kind of the uh background of what he had. He was yeah. like doing stuff that, but which also trickled into a lot of other companies. Um like Nestle, like there's one more I forget. Um, but I was like, that's really, really cool. And I did some more research on my own. I talked to my advisor who set me up with one of the food science specific advisors. Um, and it was already kind of within the, the nutrition program at my school. I already took a few nu- uh, nutrition classes, and food science was kind of just kind of implied. It was kind of an, oh, yeah, like we do food science also, but it wasn't actually a set curriculum until about the semester that I actually joined it. With yeah. the nutrition program at my school, they had. Um, they had applied nutrition. They had dietetics, which was the big one there. They had food systems, which is more agriculture, um, say school based kind of nutrition programs. And then finally, food science. The only other food science program in the entire state of New Jersey, which is where I currently am, is uh, Rutgers, which is actually a world renowned kind of food science um, uh, school there, which I had also no idea about because it's way closer than where I went to school. Hmm. Um, but a lot go
0: of people school? School there. Where did you go to school?
1: I went to school at Montclair State. It's in uh, North uh, Jersey. Oh, cool. 153
0: B Parkway. I also have a similar experience with getting interested in to electromagnetism. So I had a professor who taught, you know, the course electromagnetism. And basically what he did with his like his background was he shot electromagnetic waves into the sky to study the northern lights. And I was like, holy crap that that's so cool like what were you trying to do that's Amazing. <laughs> but basically i would just go into his office hours and i would just bombard him with questions until he was like well he was just like really happy to talk to me to have someone interested in what he was interested in so that's that's pretty cool man that's awesome yeah really and he probably yeah, did
1: get a lot of students really interested in what he was doing so he was probably like super happy to see you yeah
0: yeah dude also, a little turn, how did you get into band? Like, how did you, or not, not really band specifically, but, or symbols specifically, like, how did you find out about cymbals?
1: Great question. It was my first year of indoor um, at my high school, Old Bridge High School, and I was, and we didn't even have a cymbal line there. I knew I wanted to be in the indoor percussion program. I love marching band and i want to and i knew my school had a pretty good um indoor percussion program and i want to be involved somehow so we did a show that involved kind of performers so a lot of the hornline kids were those kind of performers in that show so so like we would do it and like we were all like learning what indoor percussion was then we went to our first show and like we started like seeing like these also like symbol lines and i would ask so many questions oh like what are those things like how does that work and we like begged my Director to have a symbol line, and it was going into my senior year of high school, so that was like my one and only chance to actually do it. And wow. and luckily enough, she agreed because of the interest that was there to have, have a symbol line. We brought someone in who like knew how to play symbols because we didn't have a symbol line. I think for like six or seven years up to that point. Now we've consistently had the symbol line ever since that right, year.
0: Right. Gotcha. Um,
1: and like I, I would see groups like United I would see like other high schools have like really really cool symbol lines and then again we convinced my director to get some we borrowed some I think from the Bushwhackers because uh, some of our writers also wrote for for Bushwhackers so we were awesome. able to have that kind of connection there and then the rest is history I learned it my senior year of high school was it was really hard I learned on 20s that was the first thing I ever marched was Ooh. 20s and because yeah. I was the only one that could hold them <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah um, man
1: so, and then, yeah, kind of the rest is history.
0: So, so where else have you marched in general? Did you no. want to just rattle off your <laughs> resume?
1: <laughs> oh, man. So, so, okay. I'm a, I'm primarily a horn player, like a wind player. I played clarinet all through high school, but then my senior year, because the uh, tuba players, I played tuba. So then a lot of my friends say from high school marching band, they went on to march uh, Jersey surf because some of our high school riders. Went well, mm-hmm. on to like to uh, write for Jersey Surf. We had a we we had a good connection there. So like ten of my high school friends like went to Jersey Surf. I didn't go like the very first camp, but they kind of convinced me uh to go to like, oh it's so much fun, do it!" like drum corps. I'm like, what the hell is drum corps? Um, learn more about it. And then I marched two years at Jersey Surf. <laughs> nice. I marched two years at Jersey Surf uh from twenty thirteen and and twenty fourteen. Twenty fifteen I I uh, joined the cadets um as a uh tuba player and then I aged out in twenty sixteen at a uh, Carolina Crown. Also, as a tuba player, so I did four years of drum court in general, won two brass trophies, which is still insane to me. Um, those were absolutely incredible to be a part of, learn from. And it's cool. They each, it, like, they both won brass day back to back years, cadets and then crown. And each, though, are like their own. They're so different in the way they go about their business, Still like, within like, that same kind of like mentality and like working hard and stuff. But the way they went about it, was super different, and just the overall aura around each line was super different, and it was creative, and it was really cool to be a part of. it. Really, really cool. And I was, re- and I'm really blessed to have been a part of them. Uh, oh. For indoor, for indoor, at March uh, United Percussion um, in 2014, a friend of mine. Really, every kind of band aspect I've done or have been up a part of i've always like followed friends
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I never uh, went, so... through other people nice. yeah
1: cause, yeah and like I, i'm i like liked having those kind of familiar faces there like at Surf a lot yeah, of my yeah. friends went there at cadets um a really good friend of mine from high school who got me into marching man in general and tuba uh she was already marching cadets and then when i uh, realized after i marched that year i wanted to to uh, finish up uh, somewhere else i didn't even like think of crown as like my first kind of like, oh, I'm just going to go to, go to a crown, but two friends, uh, one, uh, my friend Matt from home here in Jersey, and then my Mm -hmm. friend Mac, who I marched with at Jersey Surf in 2013, they marched crown in 2015, and they're like, yeah, you can come, I'm like, no way, (laughs) and they got me to crown, and it kind of worked out, Um, and same thing for United in 2014, I had a friend from high school um, who, same thing, she was at Jersey Surf in 2013, and she was like, yo, I get so much fun, and we actually have a symbol hole, so I wrote um, the simple nice. staff there and they brought me in, in in 2014 I didn't march in 2015 and 16 just want to focus on school and drum corps and then once I finally aged out of a uh, drum corps 2017 and 2018 I was back at United but still filling hole I never auditioned at United mm-hmm. I marched the uh, there's cannot tell you why I like every year <laughs> I'm like nah nah I won't and even in the 15 and 16 seasons I was still they still had holes unfortunately and I was asked to uh, fill them but yeah um but i didn't but still um so united percussion 2014 2017 and with mr brian sang 2018 as well That that's my age. nice
0: dude and now you're the united Symbol tech right
1: i am yep ever since uh, awesome. I, uh, i've been i've been uh, teaching uh, this is my third year teaching right now
0: what's your favorite part about teaching do you have a favorite part
1: i do I don't know if I've ever like actually said it out loud. It's kind of like melded into my brain. I don't think I've ever played like words yeah, yeah. But it's, it's definitely really cool teaching, say, because I'm also uh, the symbol tech at my high school. Um, I have been there since, um, uh, since I, I graduated. It's really cool having still to teach both high school and say a professional group like United. I get mm-hmm. definitely different aspects about it and different kind of rewarding qualities about it with high school. I definitely get to see them. Literally from like the day they first started touching symbols and be like what is that to now yeah like some of these kids are better than me and like yeah it was
0: mean. like in
1: high school like the biggest visual was just like going to offhand and then back on hand and then they're like yeah. yo when's the, yo when's the next toss when's the next like anything um one of my students so i forget what he called this it's like the ham flipper or something i don't know but like they're like coming up with like these crazy crazy things um and it's really cool to have uh, uh, been a bit part of that and teaching at United is also really cool because I want them obviously to, uh, mm-hmm. to have like that same kind of fulfillment and enjoyment out of what they're doing obviously I'm not teaching them from the uh, ground up but it's my job really to help them just be the best performers they can possibly be you know and just yeah. having them just really enjoy what they're doing on the floor and getting everything out of them you know that's it's it's really cool, and it's really cool being on on the other side of it too. Like from marching to teaching, it's definitely more mentally stressful on the teaching side because I mean, you're marching, you don't even have to think, you just do. But right. on this side, it's really, really the exact opposite. Um, so I'm not sure if I actually answered your question, but um, <laughs> it's it's really cool just getting just seeing them just love their lives on, on the floor and do and kind of forgetting batting just life for a bit, sure. just performing you
0: know yeah man how about you
1: like what was your biggest takeaway from say like marching and like don't have to be at say united uh specifically but between united and um which oh um oregon crusaders
0: Um, like what
1: was your your uh your uh, like feeling toward marching and then like when you got to teach jersey surf as well what have been been the biggest differences and things
0: i thought the biggest difference was like you said the mentality switch from being on the other side that was like that was huge for me because And when you're a marching member, like you're just focusing on making your whatever you're doing perfect, what you're just trying to do it the best you can. But when I was teaching Jersey surf, I was with them all summer and uh, pretty much every week I would change my teaching style to try to figure out what worked best for the group, um, what worked best at that certain time. So it was always like an evolving progress um, of just trying to figure out what worked rather than just like, okay, I should practice this because you know what I mean? Like that, that was the biggest difference. But I honestly don't think I'm that great of a teacher. Like technicality wise, I can't tell you how to play Crash. Like I just can't do it. And I like I'm way more into visuals and stuff. But I think the reason that I'm a decent teacher is because I can get the kids interested in in playing symbols, like I can get them interested in what I'm interested in and I, I think it's done through like a positive environment you know everyone works better everyone responds better to a positive environment and stuff like that that's something I I really learned at Jersey Surf teaching under Brad Schoner mm-hmm. like he he's a he's a genius to me he's like Love one Brad. of my he's my really good friend and yeah I learned a lot from him but just seeing that like it's possible to to do well without having to, you know, be an asshole and stuff like that. So, yeah, I learned a lot that summer. That was like one of my favorite summers ever, teaching.
1: Absolutely. Dude, and even just, I, I remember seeing you guys um, at MetLife, at the MetLife show, and just, just the way they, one, they carry themselves into, just your as you just said, your positive energy. I mean, like I see you all the time on like Instagram, like posting <laughs> like simple visuals and just like knowing you as such like a positive person. I can absolutely tell that your students really feed off of that and really still stay involved because you care so much. You're positive and like you truly care about their, uh, their success.
0: Oh, thanks. And <laughs> also I feel like um, when I teach, it's not really teaching. It's more of like a leadership, like leading them to where they want to be. Uh, I really wish that when I was teaching surf, I had someone else there who understood symbols, someone that I could talk to and like collaborate with, because mm-hmm. I'm I'm just a s- single person. Like, I don't have all the answers. I don't know what's gonna work. And yeah, I like not that I didn't enjoy the summer. I freaking loved it. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, it 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 got tough, and I definitely got burnt out. <laughs> but yeah, it Great. was it was really awesome.
1: I find that absolutely makes sense because they as text, and I love, say, teaching with other people, especially whether it's at my high school, I'll bring my, say, former students back or graduate or, say, uh, uh, that are marching at, say, higher levels, one, so they can get their people what teaching, but two, as you said, it's really good to have other people, like, no offense to our snare, tenor, bass friends, but, like, they're, like, they're all, like, they get pad out together. They're all under that same kind of um umbrella. Us, not so much. Yeah. Um, and it's really hard, just in general, to find other symbol players, especially... Um, teachers it's really hard to see it in, the, in the northeast it's really tough when you don't have that extra like like outlet or extra set of eyes and there's a lot of pressure there
0: for sure a lot man. of
1: pressure and, and it's a lot of mental stress there to be like the only one that like actually understands because when you're trying to explain it to uh say directors and like most are really good about being flexible and learning about like similar stuff some are very stubborn and some yeah. are very old school and be like hey like we're gonna do this here or say like what do you think and they're just like not right. really a fan of say the newer age kind of symbols not in terms of like a good off my lawn kind of old kind of
0: yeah yeah <laughs>
1: like uh, but like it's gradually evolving and symbols right. have evolving at a really really nice and decent pace even like yeah from when like we started like i started back in sure. 20, say like 13 2014 was my first year at a at a up still new to symbols but like you look at just like the stuff that was like mind-blowing back then and now it's just like yeah that's kind of
0: like nothing
1: like you yeah. know yeah almost like nothing else oh like thumb like go a bucket off of a thumb and then reload Oh, it's nothing but back in 2014 I was like my brain exploded seeing that
0: yeah it's amazing I actually want to get back into DCA eventually um, probably in a, like a decade or something like <laughs> in, in the far away future but at that point like the symbol playing level will just have evolved so much that I I just won't be like, I won't be good at it anymore. <laughs> uh, I still have like the basics and stuff, but I think it'd be really fun to learn the new like evolved style. Cause mm-hmm. even watching like, uh, United percussion symbols, 2020, like what, the stuff they were doing. I was like, that is insane. Like what, how, like it was, it was really good. Actually. 2020 symbol line was just like, in my opinion, it was, by far the best symbol line United has, United has had in a in a long time, probably ever since the you know the skill and the, um, the technique is evolving so much. So and not just to you guys.
1: The, <laughs> oh, I had I had very very little to uh, to uh, do, but I mean I've had like the main say visual guys we had that really thought of a lot of the visual uh, creative stuff: Nick Atreaniac, Brandon Lizzo um genie wester all of them uh, i had them in high school and they were part of probably hmm. one of the best scholastic lines i've ever seen not just at Oldbridge, but 2018 Oldbridge. i mean they were doing insane insane things for a scholastic for sure. line, and then they kind of graduated to united and kind of brought that same kind of flair within our line and it was and like Brent and uh specifically nick and Brennan, they're crazy they're like you you put a pair of symbols in their hands they literally cannot have it stick to their hands more than 10 seconds. they're doing offhand stuff they're throwing it they will like toss it to each other like from like across the room they're, <laughs> in, they're insane and in the best way and it's not just what they were doing but in the crisp queer professional way they were going about it and not only they, can they do it but they can do it clean and well mm. and like yeah. nine times out of ten do it insanely insanely well yeah. and that's they in, and in their last year of high school. When they were like really wanting to do that stuff i wasn't stopping them the only way i was kind of regulating it is okay anyone can attempt x y and z but you guys need to be the different makers you guys need to be the examples of how it's executed and how yeah. it's focused on and how you're going about it dude
0: just it's so any, it, yeah. it, it it's so awesome to have people like that who are just reliable like someone you can depend on in your line like for the other people to yeah have an example of like the I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> it was, it's just amazing. Hey, my man. Yeah, my man. man.
1: And I and, and I wanted other lines, especially in their last night, in their last high school year, those three, uh, specifically because they've been around so long because it was like their third or fourth year marching with each other. Uh, no, yeah. Their fourth year marching with each other. I'm like I wanted other lines to see them as the example because I knew that they were so good. I didn't want them to get cocky. I didn't want them to just like run to run to run away with it. I wanted to like kind of hone it and like yeah. they were really good and they brought that to United and it was insane how well they were able to to uh to do that and be creative and have that extra like world class experience for them to just expand their their uh, horizons. And I'm really sad I didn't get to see it in Dayton.
0: Um yeah, for because sure. they would
1: have just took it to a whole whole new level.
0: Yeah something with me um I was really cocky when I was a cymbal player in high school like I was a yeah. piece of shit yeah, to my <laughs> to my teachers to my techs even to like my my section leaders I guess really? yeah because I started drum corps going into my sophomore year of high school mm. so I thought I was like
1: I you're one, was one of those people that like went back to like high school marching band like, yeah. like- no guys we did it this way
0: right right and and the worst part is like um I did Reading Buccaneers after my first year so going into my junior year I was doing Reading Buccaneers so 2014 and we won that year but all of the staff at my high school marched like Caballeros <laughs> um a little bit of C2 so I was Got like it. um I thought I was better than them and they kind of they kind of held me in that light as well because my cymbal tech didn't actually play cymbals mm. he was a snare player yeah he moved around in DCA a lot but yeah so I didn't actually have anyone like you to hone my my energy I guess mm. and I don't think anyone in the leader in like the teching role wanted to just cuz they felt like a little I don't know if they felt uncomfortable because I was with the Buccaneers or if I was a cymbal player, it could have been anything. But um, my same cymbal tech, who who was a snare player, uh, eventually when I graduated from high school, he offered me like this position to teach at a different high school, teach their indoor cymbal line. And that's the point where I realized like, dude, you must have been such a pain to teach. (laughs) Like if I had to teach myself, Uh It would be like the worst experience ever. So that's, (laughs) it was at that point I was like, all right, this stops, this stops now. And I'm going to apologize to everyone that, (laughs) that like I influenced.
1: So what specifically was that turning point for you? then? was it then teaching other people and realizing that, oh my God, if I was like that, I feel so terrible for the people that was teaching me.
0: Yeah. So, so it started with, it was like a really empathetic realization. Um, when I started teaching other people, when I I realized that I have kids that will just like, they're so freaking stubborn and I can't like, it's so hard to change their, their minds and tell them like, cause I'll be like, yeah, you're a little bit late on this visual. And they're like, no way. <laughs> I'm like, dude, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And oh, I realized like, that was like, totally me.
1: Like that, where, like, no, I'm not on four. I'm on, like, or, like, no, like, no, I'm hitting on four. And they're like, you're literally hitting way after count four. I'm like,
0: no, I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I have like
1: one or two of those for sure.
0: Yeah. And I had that massive chip on my shoulder, especially as a senior. My senior year, I was like, I'm not listening to anyone because I'm the best. <laughs> I genuinely thought I was the best symbol player, <laughs> which is hilarious because, yeah. you know, you after like after some time you realize you get humbled and you see someone who's far better than you and you're like man
1: on that now a bit but hey but really like in the east coast like it's hard to find that exposure especially yeah. say at a high school scholastic level like you need to really go out of your way to find that exposure to find those other groups so on one hand yeah you were kind of a little shit but too like i kind of didn't blame you because you didn't really have that outside knowledge yet. You didn't really know what other groups looked like. You only right, knew, right. oh, that's like, like my experience. Like, I don't really blame you too, too much to, up to a point for sure.
0: Thanks, dude. <laughs> and also the second year I was teaching, I went back to teach my high school for outdoor. And these kids were like the, the freshmen, um, when freshmen cymbal players, when I was a senior. So I got to experience firsthand of like the influence that I had on my, like the younger generation. And they were so hard to teach because of it. They totally picked up all of my bad habits. Mm. Some of my good habits, but definitely my bad habits. But It's it's fine. Like all of the high school experiences or all of the teaching experiences that I've had were all like, in the end, they all loved playing cymbals and they all loved me. (laughs) So I (laughs) I didn't really mind. struggling to like the technicalities of teaching i it didn't it doesn't bother me that like i couldn't teach them a specific thing or they couldn't do a specific visual that i wanted uh-huh. like I, I don't think that's um, the biggest part of teaching like the most important part so
1: yeah it's not, you're you're a hundred percent right and teaching new cymbal players i mean that's one of the toughest things to do because it's the most really non-natural instrument like especially marching instrument. Yeah, um, yeah maybe besides maybe like way back when like marching timpani i don't know but there's <laughs> so much involved and it's so so technical. and like i mean like with like say like drummers and like snare drummers i mean you've been like kind of working on drumming since like fifth grade if you've been there from like start to finish cymbals yeah. I and mean you're starting right there so right. It, it's it's pretty it's pretty difficult and after that line i was talking about old Bridge 2018 old Bridge 2019 we we uh, we were a line of six and five were completely brand new. I mean, they were my Hornline kids. So I was like familiar with them. They were familiar with me. So yeah. yeah but like, as far as symbols went, they were brand spanking new. Um, and I would sit down like with the section leader, who's also now at a, at a United His name's Ember, And I would sit down with him and be like, hey, like, I know this is like your third year, like you're super established. Like, I'm going to need your help with really bringing them up and bring them and bring them up the right way. Because. Like like you are saying, like, that's their first experience. We're their first kind of influences, and they can kind of go either way. They can kind of, yeah. like, be all, like, in it or just be like, eh, like, I don't know. And that's okay for people no matter what. But really, again, like, we're, like, the starting point for them. Um, oh, man. So it's it's definitely not not easy teaching brand-new cymbal players. It's a definitely delicate balance because you have to teach them, obviously, about, like, tying them, but also, like, the bruises that come with it, like, holding up, like, just the strength aspect. No, I'm like it's okay to get bruises. I mean, like my kids love their bruises now. So, the weirdest thing, they go home, <laughs> like their parents, they show them their bruises, like teachers, and the teachers come, come to my band director, and they're like, yo, why, why do they have bruises? Yeah. They're like, oh, no, it's okay. It's just banded symbols. Like, what do you do bad. for our kids? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes, yes, yes. um, I, I, I totally understand, man.
0: Okay, cool. So, kind of zooming out to life in general, this is my favorite question, but what do you think your greatest strength is?
1: Oh, so general. Just general, general life strength. I, I definitely have some strengths. I'm definitely proud of. I'm, de- I definitely. Oh man, definitely tough. When you just like. Just like it's, it's probably your favorite one, just because like you make your people think. You make your guests just. Yeah.
0: Think. Well, and, I like, I like cool giving no. I like giving my my guests a chance to brag about themselves because <laughs> like, I I would like to tell people my greatest strength. Like I would like to talk about it all the time, but like the opportunity doesn't really come up, you know. So That's I want fair. to give that opportunity to other people, you know? That's
1: fair. And someone like me, like, I don't love, like, talking about myself, like, a lot. Like, I love yeah, talking yeah. about, like, my students. I love talking about, like, uh, like sure. experiences I've had. Like, I'll talk about other people a lot, but
0: me, <laughs> uh, me not so about, much. How about I, I give you my greatest strength first, and then you can you can see what you think. <laughs> Please so, do. I,
1: I would, Brian, I would love to know your greatest
0: strength. My, I think my greatest strength would probably be my honesty, it was actually really recent that I kind of developed this, um, that I wanted to start being more honest. It actually started with United 2018, um, somewhere around that point, oh. whenever I, I, wanted to, I wanted to be the section leader mm-hmm. after, after everything happened and you came in, I just wanted to be the guy people could depend on. But I didn't want to do it unless everyone was on board. And that wasn't the case. So I had like a lot of trouble kind of getting my word out and trying to like uh, visualize my vision. I don't know how to put it. but being honest for me was just the, the most efficient way to do things, the most efficient way to come to a conclusion. And it, it's really helped me recently, just in kind of getting what I want, whenever I talk to my professors and whenever I talk to my friends in general. Just um, always try to be honest, and it, it's helped me a lot. Uh, let me let me see if I can think of an example.
1: Dude, transparency is totally, totally an amazing strength to have.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't think of one off the top of my head.
1: <laughs> okay, I okay, I I think I know my greatest strength. I
0: think. Yeah, go ahead.
1: I think I can, and it, and it's not my beard, <laughs> um, even though I really want it to be. <laughs> um, okay, so small backstory like band story not really like a story but um throughout my high school program the percussion director uh his name is chris thatcher amazing person still someone i i teach with with today is a really great friend and still someone i really look up to he always talks about situational awareness um whether not just in band we he teaches it in kind of the band environment but really how to apply it in real life settings and i've carried that literally from like. The day he said that to me, through even even now, now having situational awareness, I think is super super important. I've, I've always tried to come up with like a specific definition for it, but really, say if something's happening, or say if you're in a situation, I like to kind of just slow, just slow down, not go super fast, and kind of evaluate my surroundings, evaluate the situation at at hand, and really think, okay, what is the best possible thing to do at this time?
0: Yeah,
1: and to just be smart and be, not be. Really tunnel visioned and be kind of stubborn, just be super flexible and just really have the situational awareness. Hey, if something's happening, I need to do something about this and I'm going to go about it in the right way to do it. Not get super uh, like go fast, like ahead of myself, really just slow down and learn what's around me. You know, um, so it might not be like a specific like surroundness thing, but just having situational awareness, kind of however you want to interpret it.
0: Yeah. Um, no, I think that's really good because I, I kind of had these thoughts before too, like in the sense that I always want to slow down and kind of look at myself through other people's perspective, look at the situation from other people's perspective. And it's definitely helped like come to a, you know, a a better conclusion for everyone involved, you know, Mm
1: -hmm. everyone perspective is super, super important, whether say during a specific task or just in general about how you're going about your business on a day to day basis. Yeah, man. perspective, not only for like, say what other people are going through, but just like, just overall perspective that really does help you kind of reflect and make better choices, I think.
0: Yeah, perspectives is definitely the biggest reason why I'm still in school right now. Uh, I'm trying to talk to as many smart people as I can. And my professors are just always willing to help. They're just really, um, yeah, they're they're willing to help, which is more than I could ask for. I don't know if that change in like a job setting, in a work setting, but right now I'm I'm really happy with where I am and the people that I get to interact with. So. It
1: definitely depends on where you go. I mean, say like advisors and teachers, like that's what they're there for. And I really hope they like do that kind of stuff because I mean like that's really what they're, what, what they're there for. And I hope that they put their students first more, more than anything. In companies and especially in like real world stuff, which I'm dealing with right now, um, it definitely depends who, like those people are, who your higher ups are. Um, mm-hmm. You'll have your your really good people and your not so good people that like don't look at you like as a person, only sees you as like a worker or like an employee. Even at like the biggest kind of places, no matter what, or even at like yeah. places, um, so, it definitely depends where you go.
0: Uh, what where do you work again? What's the name of the um, the company? I guess
1: uh, the company is a uh, spice chain here in East Brunswick, New Jersey.
0: Okay, do you want to keep moving on with like that direction? And like, do you want to stay in the company with your career, career-wise?
1: Career-wise, I, the company is great. I actually did my internship, in my, like my college internship at this company. Um, and then I was able to link up with them about a little more than like two years later, for like a full-time gig, which I'm, I was super happy about. Um, right now, I'm still definitely in the beginning, like stages of say, like even my career um and i i would definitely like to move up and if it's that this company i mean that would be great i i i feel like i'm giving like a stock like sports answer it's like oh well, like do you see yourself on this team like yours now? he's like well if it moves in that direction sure i would love to be here the teammates are cool city school
0: yeah
1: <laughs> it's just like a super stock <laughs> kind of like sports answer i mean i mean but it depends i definitely want to um say i've been in new jersey all my life um i love just like the tri-state in in, uh, okay. in general but like from like from my traveling, say like the drum corps and just in general like i've seen so many other really great places and i'm like okay i would i would definitely like to live there i would definitely like it would be cool to spend some time here so yeah. i i've i've told myself i think after like some time I, I need to get my my feet wet more just experience in my field i definitely want to explore other kind of like avenues and see if okay maybe i can live somewhere else but it, it'll definitely have to be for the right job and sit and 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 a situation um, right, right. Or, but i would definitely love to kind of just explore other like opportunities if if uh, need be. What about That's you, Brian? Cool.
0: Um. So after I finish my master's degree, I don't know what I want to do. I actually wanna I wanna try living on another continent for a couple <laughs> years. That's okay. But, like we're yeah, just to just that. to see what it's like, and um, I, who knows if that'll happen? Like I, I think what I'm trying to do right now is keep my life very flexible. You know, um, I I want to go with the flow. Really, but I at the same time I want to kind of direct that current to what's like the best for me mm-hmm. to for a direction that I wanted to head in, and yeah, I don't I don't know what I want to do. I know eventually my end goal is to become a professor. I want to teach EE. I don't even know what uh, EE is electrical engineering. Okay, but um, I don't even know what or what specific, <laughs> um, but. That's that's what I want to do. I figured that out through teaching band that I wanted to keep teaching. Yeah, eventually I'll get my Ph.D. and we'll see where it goes. But I don't I don't anticipate teaching until like after I'm forty at least. But who knows? I definitely
1: like, want to get taught by you. I would literally just like enroll <laughs> in that school even for like a semester, so I can be in your class.
0: Yeah, man. Because I I've, I'm not that good at. Like I said, I'm not good at teaching the technical aspects. I just really like getting people passionate about what I'm passionate about, like symbols. Dude, that's, that's
1: a perfect kind of college professor kind of mindset to have, really. Yeah, yeah. You know, like then like that's what got me into food science. My professors like, yo, I did this. This is awesome. I'm like, I want to be like that guy. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like we've had those professors that are like that. Literally my first ever college class, like ever. First day you walk in super nervous. It was like English of like or no, like it was like writing one oh one. And then I, I was expecting this Einstein kind of dude. In comes <laughs> this dude, he has to be no more than like thirty years old, has some tattoos, has like piercings, and like he just sits down, puts his feet up, he's like, All right, someone tell me a joke. Or just like, <laughs> what the hell? I'm like, I do not know what to think of this dude. He was the most passionate, he was the most smart and like oh. caring professor I had throughout like my, he was then like a top three kind of kind of kind of professor. That's like amazing. His passion and everything like about it, and like he was great at just helping us and wanting us to succeed. And like those people, are like the best ones. So I know you're you're actually sure. great. No, oh, thanks man. <laughs> Like living on like other like continents, we're like the three places like internationally you would want to not. It doesn't have to be live, yeah, yeah. like visit or see.
0: So I've I've had two in my mind where I want to try out a PhD. Um, what well, the first one is Hong Kong. My parents are from Hong Kong and yeah, I really, I've gone to Hong Kong once, which was when I was like six years old. So I don't really remember it, but I think it would be really valuable to have just more perspective from a different country and just different ways to teach different ways that people present information to students. And the second place would be, I don't actually know what I was thinking was I was going to just take three years and go to like Germany or something and travel around Europe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, I don't even have to have a PhD or be in a program or anything. I just want to set like um, a set amount of time for myself and try to make the most out of it. Like, I think that would be really, um, what's the word? Yeah. I can't find a word right now, but. <laughs>
1: very spontaneous
0: yeah not not really spontaneous but like it would be like um kind of knowing that the time is ticking yeah in that three years would be like a very motivating way for me to make the most out of it you know
1: if there's really value my time if there's anything that i get reminded of constantly at work is how young i am i mean i'm only 25 i'll be 26 in may and Mm -hmm. i'm working with people like twice three times my age and wow. like they always said, oh, oh, you're so young. You have time. You're so young. And like, like I get reminded so much, not in like a bad way, but like these people like they're like, yeah, like I was doing like so much. And like now I'm kind of tied down with family and like other stuff. So like while we have this time, like there was like, do it, like go to that country, do whatever the hell you want. Because like when, <laughs> like you have, like when you start family, when you're like really bogged down, like it's way, way harder. Yeah, man. So I definitely like absolutely recommend. I was in a. I was in Chicago. I was in the airport as like a layover. I forget where I was flying from. But I was talking to this one person, I think, from Europe. And like, I was like talking to her, like, yeah, like, I eventually like, want to go to this place. And she's just like, do it. She's like, go. She's like, don't think about anything. Just go, just do it. I'm like, it's not really that simple, but she's like, get yeah, it. Is. Do
0: it. Just go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I really yeah. value like more, more perspective. I love that word perspective. I want more insight on, on just what's out there and, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what I'm trying to do is just keep adding to my repertoire of just knowledge and stuff that I admire. Yeah. You know, I have like a lot of people in my life that I look up to and certain traits, certain personality traits that I can kind of pull from and add to my own. Like um a Connor, for example, in a United 2018 section leader, I thought he was a really charismatic person and just like really extroverted mm-hmm. and I, I remember thinking like I wonder if I can be like that so like <laughs> I once I once I got into college once I or I'm not got into college but I did a branch campus at Penn State okay. two years at Penn State Harrisburg and then two years at main campus okay. and when I went into the main campus um, I got into the blue band and I was just super extroverted like I was talking <laughs> to everyone it was my first year and I'd be like, dude, you did such a great job today. You're just killing it. And it's was <laughs> like, it was so awesome. Like I, I want to keep doing that with my life and just like finding people that I admire and kind of just mm. telling them and then stealing their trait. <laughs> That'd be exactly, really awesome. You no,
1: know, like my goal is definitely just surrounding myself with really good people. And like, like yeah. that's what Ben's been, you no, know? just like this full of, Good people, and that's kind of half the half the reason why I continue, especially to teach United, because like I'm teaching with all my best friends. Like for I've been sure. around, they, like Connor, like I marched with for two years at even uh, United 2014, and then coming back mm. 2018. Like all those people, like Jimmy, um, I can't even I can't even think of like anybody now. It's so early, um, but like I'm teaching with like all like my best friends, and even like in high school, I'm teaching with like people who I marched with, and just surrounding myself with super super good people, man. Like that yeah, makes so sure. much of a difference.
0: Yeah, that's actually
1: things like with your best friends.
0: It's it's actually why I wanted to podcast. One of the reasons why I wanted to talk to people on, on like a deeper level, um, kind of like on a level where I couldn't just, you know, I can't just bring it up in normal conversation. So this has been like a really good medium for me just to talk, just to talk about the things that I want to talk about. Symbols, for example, like this is the first podcast episode that I've like. Straight up, just talked about symbols. <laughs> awesome, man! Hell like yeah. I, I don't have the opportunity to talk about symbols like ever because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, i live in Penn State. I live at Penn State. <laughs> There's nothing around me, and nobody knows anything about symbols. So thanks, okay. man. It, it's, it's awesome,
1: dude. I'll, I'll like bring a symbol sometimes with like my girlfriend, and she has no flipping idea yeah. about, like, what it is. And i will like, oh, oh, yeah, they, they, do this and this and this, and she, and cool, yeah, man, great,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I have the same thing, though, with um, electrical o- electromagnetism. That's my specific field, which is just um, it's just light that you can't see. So like radio waves. That's so cool. basically, I yeah, I think it's pretty cool as well. So cool. <laughs> but um, so cool. I, I have a, a group of graduate friends that we hang out every week. And like they're the only per- they are the only people that I can talk about electromagnetism with aside from my professors, like if I hang out with my hometown friends or my band friends, like they're not going to know what I'm like, what any of this stuff is. Like I can talk about it, but um, it's not going to like, I don't know what the word is, but you know, it, it'd be kind of similar to telling them about my cymbal, explaining drum corps and explaining why I paid like thousands of dollars to play, play cymbals. Like they just wouldn't understand. So Brian,
1: I promise you. You can talk to me about electrical engineering anytime. you <laughs> My, yeah, my door is always open.
0: Heck, heck yeah, dude. That's what I like to hear. All right, man. Um, let's do one more question. Shortly. <laughs> do you have any words of wisdom to give to your listeners?
1: My listeners? Okay. You know what? Okay. Yeah. That, that, that makes it a little less uh, <laughs> words of wisdom. Um, please care about your mental health. Do not forget about your mental health, and especially during this time. It's like it sounds stuck like oh yeah, yeah, like oh like my mental health is good, blah blah blah, blah. or like oh like it's not that great, like it's whatever, like no, like mental health. That's one of like the, the most important things I talk about, especially with my high school students. Especially like high school, you know, like high school sucks. You no, know? and like it's not like high school is not easy, and like them like doing a bunch of things and like they're going through like so much as far as like band and like first time, like managing, like time management. And like, it's a super stressful time, especially for say some specific things I have. And every time even say we go through, say like a, a rep, it doesn't really go like a go well. People's minds are kind of weird. i stay say, I say, okay, stop. Into the nose out through the mouth. One more time. And the nose out through the mouth just kind of reset ourselves and just take mm. that second just to like, just to check ourselves and like, and then the next rep, like, it's fine. I'm like, it's all took guys. Like, and just like that's just making sure that you are just like you yourself are good. You're taking times to kind of reset yourself, to make sure your mind is good. And when everything is going on, like right now there's a lot of things going on in, in like my life, it's pretty it, just like a lot of emotional stuff, a lot of busy stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm taking time for me to just escape and just like just find times where I could just, even if that's just like just closing my door and just like escaping real world, like real world for a second, like putting on some music, playing some games, getting on calls with people, say, such as like right now, um, and just taking time to, to just escape and just reset your mentality and just your mental health in general. If you need to go away for a day, just don't talk to anybody for a day, like do that care about. You and and put yourself first. There's a there's a Broadway show that was also just turned into a, a Netflix movie. It's called The Prom, and they really distinct what um, what the difference is between a distraction and an escape. A distraction is just kind of momentary; it doesn't really do much. It just kind of takes you out for a second and then back in. An escape really helps you heal. It really helps you just like heal just from whatever's going on and just whatever makes you happy and what will set yourself up for say going down the road the next day whatever that might be and like we all have our different like different escapes for some people say for me it's it's maybe playing games it's like listening to music it's walking for some people it can be whatever whatever is really good for them and it's really important i think to identify that and to really like kind of stick to that make sure like it's always like kind of there and if not have something else there that can really help you escape uh it's super super important which i wish lot of other people would kind of take into account and like you you definitely can you definitely need to care about the people who who you're around and like yeah you know like I'm 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 I'm, I'm having trouble kind of like wrapping the bow on it but like (laughs) like mental health is super important and you can't and you can't forget about it
0: right that's some solid advice man what about you? Right.
1: What, what's, uh, what's some kind of like word, like word or words of wisdom,
0: words of wisdom for me. Oh, geez.
1: <laughs> yeah. Not so easy. Is it? Huh? <laughs> oh, I'm just going to podcast. i just ask people questions. They want to ask them back.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so um, some words of wisdom for me. Um, I'm going to steal this from one of my other podcast episodes. One of my other guests, which he stole this from me, so really i'm I'm stealing <laughs> right. it back from myself yeah. so it's it's still you <laughs> yeah it's it would be to try to move forward with a positive attitude, try to create a positive environment whenever whenever it's possible, like everyone was responds well to positivity like if if there's someone that being negative around you, then you know it's gonna affect you, it's gonna affect other people, and the best way to counter that is just to be positive it's not it's a lot easier said than done and in the moment you probably won't even realize that you're being negative but if you have that situational awareness that charlie was talking about then it could go a long way with just the way that you interact with other people it so, really does it yeah
1: it really does well
0: said, my so, try to be positive that's my my words of wisdom hell yeah yeah awesome So thank you, Charlie, for coming on the show today. It was really awesome, man. Good times. And we'll see everybody soon. Peace out.